newsroom's Bernard Hickey's been pondering what another 1989-style rewrite would look for New Zealand. In 89, a generation of baby boomer leaders revolted at Robert Muldoon's conservatism and rewrote the nation's software. It was an amazing time to be alive. It was incredible. It felt like you could do anything after years of towing the line, colouring between the lines. If you were gay, you certainly didn't talk about it in Tuakaupukakoe Tokoro Tūrangi Waihi Hamilton. That's for sure. You know, you kept shtum about it. There were, you know, Māori started to, well, redefine what it was to be Māori in, in Aotearoa, New Zealand. It was restaurants opening late. It was all kinds of things personally and as a country as well, we went from being one of the most tightly controlled economies outside of the Soviet bloc to Hootswahe and open for business with anybody who wanted to, who gave us the side eye. So what would Gen XYZers do if they win power in the next decade, both as voters and as leaders? Bernard Hickey, Newsroom Pro Managing Editor, joins me now. Good morning. It was an interesting piece, Bernard. I suppose especially it resonated with me because I had lived through those times. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a fun time. I remember <laughs> myself. I was 20, 21 at the time, uh, living in uh, in Wellington in the early 90s and seeing all around me um, the effects of those policies and, you know, being quite excited. I grew up under Muldoon. I watched those epic battles between Muldoon and Longy on the TV. It was very exciting, as you say, you know, a very socially conservative and economically conservative country had had this lid squeezing down from the top um, of young people just bursting to, you know, get out and explore and consume and travel and and do the things they wanted to. But the people who were in charge of them, if you like, were veterans from the Second World War who who were formed by the hardships of the Depression and saw New Zealand as a um, as a place of isolation that was um, it was good to be apart from the world and mm-hmm. to do our own thing. Whereas a whole new generation of people who'd grown up in the 60s and 70s were coming of age in the 80s and 90s and just wanted to have a party, do do what they wanted to do, stop spending all that money on infrastructure, and uh, um, you know have a tax cut and and uh, really get going. And it was exciting. It was. I can remember friends of mine who travelled overseas for work. If they bought anything overseas, they had to cut the labels off while they were overseas. Otherwise, the <laughs> duty that they paid was just horrific. That's right. And when you had a relative who was going overseas, you asked if they could bring back a car with them. Yes, because right. it was so hard to get cars. And my first car was a Morris Minor. Yeah. Paid $1,000 for it. It was 40 years old. This was before used imports. Yeah. And, uh, you know, New Zealand, uh, I think uh, David Longy referred to it as a Polish shipyard. I mean, there was an element of that. It was grey. It was hard. After the Springbok tour, it was really tough. And so yeah. this new generation came in and they, there was so much pressure uh, built up by Muldoon's controlling approach. And yes, it was like this um, huge swathe of changes went through. And it all uh, culminated in 1989 with the passing of a bunch of pieces of legislation and the beginning of a couple of others that were carried out, carried on by National. So 1989 really was year zero for our economy and our society. Yeah. And there's a whole new generation of people who don't know what Muldoonism means. They've never heard of Think Big. They have no idea about the Polish shipyard. They just experienced New Zealand, um, incredibly high housing costs, 
um, a climate change catastrophe coming, uh, the refusal by the the um, baby boom generation to let them into housing or to change the rules so that we can fix these problems. And they're pretty grumpy about it. Yeah. And they would quite like to change the rules too. Well, will they? You know, a lot well, of them are disaffected with the whole... Uh, concept of our voting system. A lot of them are disaffected with um, the stories they read, the media they consume when it comes to mainstream reporting. Will they use traditional levers of power to seize power and shape the society they want? Well, at the moment, it doesn't look like they are. If you look at the stats on how many people are of the voting age population and how many people are enrolled to vote, vote and who do vote, um, it's a relatively low um, percentage compared mm. to their parents who were very keen voters. Mm. And um, unfortunately for, for the Gen Y, Z millennials, you're right, they are disillusioned from the traditional political processes and they're not involved. And just secretly, the baby boomers love it. Mm. They love the idea that this wave of new people, and if you look at the numbers, there is an awful lot of young people who, if they voted in their interests, would overwhelm the baby boomers. I know. But because they're not voting in the same, at the same rate, um, the baby boomers are getting away with it. So the baby boomers are saying, yeah, it's good that you're spending all that time on Kardashians and, and computer games because that means you're not engaged, you're not voting, particularly in local government elections, where actually when you look at it, housing and climate change really are about local government as much as central government. And so these problems are not being solved and, you know, we have the baby boomer's best friend in Winston Peters as the mm -hmm. balance of power. And looks like he will be the balance of power again in 2020. Well, who would the baby boomers vote for, God bless? I mean, not the baby boomers, the, um, the young ones vote for. Who is... Yeah, well, the top party, um, no doubt, is, is targeting that, that group. And, of course, the Greens would like to have a crack at it. And, and Labour, in the last election campaign, seemed to appeal to those people. Jacinda was... Um, that you know they're they're uh, standard bearer out there mm. promising transformation, talking about climate change as a nuclear free moment, talking about capital gains tax and housing, but that generation have been pretty disappointed by what they've mm. seen from um, Jacinda mm. because Kiwi Build failed. Yep, she's talked about getting rid of a capital gains tax forever, at least in her political lifetime. And uh, when you look at the work that's been done on climate change, virtually nothing. Hardly any infrastructure built for public transport and no real yet um, government investment in uh, affordable housing. No changes in the rules around import, car imports or um, carbon taxes. The Carbon Zero Act um, really doesn't uh, have any uh, heft or ability to change things. It's a um, it's really just an advice body at the moment. Um, despite what the Greens were hoping for, they were hoping to give that real Reserve Bank-like powers. And my mm. argument in this article today, really, is that if the millennials, the Gen Xs and Ys and Zs were able to get hold of the, the tools, the, the, get hold of government and change things with legislation, they could do or should do what that previous generation did in 1989. Mm -hmm. So that generation brought in the Reserve Bank Act, which gave true independence and the ability to run the economy to someone who wasn't a politician, i.e. not Muldoon. Yeah. Uh, secondly, they completely uh, reformed the way the government operates and also brought in a new you know, low-spending, low-debt approach to government. And that's what uh, government's been focused on for the last 30 years. Whereas today's generation are actually looking for 
the government to use its balance sheet to borrow and invest in um, public transport, affordable housing, to re-engineer our cities so that we can get back to you know 20, 30 percent of uh, your income used on rent and housing instead of 40, 50, 60 percent for many people. And in fact, a lot of people are locked out unless, of course, they marry into wealth. We've yeah. turned into a a landed gentry that's mm. more like pride and prejudice than the New Zealand that, that mm. a lot of people think we're in. You have to marry into wealth now. But do you think that they're too fractured, too concerned with their own particular concerns? Because in the late 80s, it was young people combined. It didn't matter if you were like if you were gay, you were gay. You didn't have to drill down to be a specific type of sexuality. Mm. Um, if you you know if you were Māori, you and you were young, everybody embraced one another's concerns and issues as opposed to now where everybody's holding on to their own little piece and fighting for that. Well, that's right. Um, back then, um, you could focus on politics. There really wasn't much else to do. <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> that's I mean, before 84, the, you know, the pubs closed um, uh, early. You know, there was only one or two movie theatres. There was only one TV channel. There was no smartphones. I mean, you, what what could you do? You could work, and then you could go on a protest. Now, um, you can work three jobs. Um, you can, um, you know, be a member of a tiny, tiny community online that has no one in New Zealand but thousands of people all around the world. You don't have to connect to other people. And this um, epidemic of loneliness is um, a really interesting thing, which means that actually public events, people, things where people come together in a single cause from a wide group of areas is actually quite difficult to to do now. Um, and there's a lot of talk about you know using the internet and Twitter and Facebook to actually mobilise um, political action. It's actually not as easy as you'd think. And no. it's clear from the voting record so far that these generations have not engaged with politics in the way that we would think of it in terms of voting for particular parties and haven't quite worked out that that's how the world works. And just quietly, as a boomer adjacent, um, you know, it's, it's, it's good. It means that they're not going to work it out, take power and take revenge on boomers like me by bringing in things like a wealth tax or stopping me from driving on roads. Or, or um, euthanasia once you hit 65. <laughs> That's right. Um, I'm not suggesting, you know, people are going to you know, be lined up against the wall or anything, but at some point there will be a reaction. And it feels a lot like the early 80s. When a generation was pressed down, when they felt like they had no hope, that they can't get into housing, you know, that they, nothing's being done about climate change. Uh, all of these things that their elders are saying, oh, yeah, no, we're, we're looking after you. They're not actually doing anything. Now that's, you know, partly a result of um, self-interest. You know, people say, oh, yeah, capital gains tax. I care about the young. And then they go in and vote against it. Um, and also, um, you know, the, the introduction of MMP, which was partly in response to the violent shifts in policy and the, you know, uh, the, the fact that we, uh, we don't have a constitution that uh, can control a, um, a megalomaniac like Muldoon, mm. um, brought in MMP. And unfortunately, what that meant is that it's very difficult to change things dramatically under MMP. You get incrementalism. Mm. And so what happened was that the 1989 revolution, that rewrite of the software, was frozen in place. Yeah. So we're stuck with the old Windows software, you know, with the blue screen of death, and we haven't been able to upgrade it. 
And that's starting to frustrate a lot of uh, young people. At the moment, they haven't worked out they need to actually get involved in politics and vote because that's how it works in New Zealand, unless they're planning something more dramatic. And, um, other, you know, and what's going to happen is that a disillusioned group of young people sit on the sidelines and watch as Winston Peters takes yeah. the balance of power again and uh, the frustration of not being able to change things mm. is, is stuck there. Interesting. Thank you so much for your thoughts, Bernard. Love to hear yours on this, especially the young ones. Why aren't you getting off your chuffs, putting down your smartphones and, and making New Zealand the way you want it? If you're getting frustrated by what is happening in this country, why aren't you voting?